Hi, my name is Renato Almeida. I'm from Sao Paulo, Brazil. I'm a PR and I've been working with Sega and you are listening to Sega Lounge. Welcome to the Sega Lounge, a podcast dedicated to our love for all things Sega, be it the games, the music, or the community. I'm KC. In each episode, I'll be talking to different guests and sharing their projects and their passion for Sega. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Sega Lounge. I have a feeling we have a few new people around this week, so welcome to the lounge. Take a seat and grab a drink. We're here to talk about Sega with Sega fans, so if that's your thing, stick around. Also, a huge shout-out to our Brazilian friends listening in. Oi, tudo bem? I hope you enjoyed this week's interview. It's going to be fantastic. Before we jump into it, though, let me address some news we had this week. First up, new paid DLC has been announced for Streets of Rage 4. Yes! We're finally getting some new content to play in the streets of Wood Oak City. There's no definitive date yet for when this will come out, but it will include a new game mode called Mr. X's Nightmare, new moves and weapons, new music by T-Lopes, and new playable characters. At least three, judging by the picture shown in the announcement video. The first one to be revealed was fan favorite Estelle. Lizard Cube, Guard Crush Games, and Dot Amu also announced a free patch to be released alongside the paid DLC, which includes features such as new character palettes, training and tutorial modes, some gameplay tweaks, and an even more insane Mania Plus mode. I mean, what? <laughs> the video is actually amazing to watch with loads of Easter eggs, so do check it out. Link will be in the show notes. The second bit of news I wanted to mention is the announcement of the release date for Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX. This remake will be coming out on June 24th on PC, PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox Series X and S, and Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. A signature edition of the game is also available to pre-order right now, containing a plethora of unique collectibles like a special game box, a physical copy of the game, an art book, a CD with the soundtrack, some cards, pins, and a medallion. Check out the show notes for a link to the online store. We'll be talking more about Alex Kidd very soon on the show, so stay tuned. And that's it for news, so it's time to introduce you to this week's guest. This week, it's my absolute honor to introduce you to Renato Almeida, a Sega fan who hails us all the way from Brazil. Renato used to pretend he was the CEO of Sega when he was a young boy. Little did he know he would be working with the company a few years later. I had a wonderful time talking to Renato and the chat was so good we had to break it into two episodes of the show. This week we're going back in time to when Sega dominated the Brazilian gaming scene and Renato will take us through how his passion for the Blue Company started. We'll also have the first half of the Sega Lounge Challenge. 
I'd like to thank the legendary Danny Russell of Sega for suggesting Renato as a guest for the show. Much appreciated. But enough of me babbling, let's get to know Renato Almeida. Hi Renato, hola, welcome to the Sega Lounge. Hello David, <laughs> thank you so much, it's such a pleasure. Oh, my thank pleasure you, to so have much. you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Renato, we will talk about your many, many stories. So for just a little context for people listening to us right now, before we started recording this show, we were talking a little bit about your uh, stories, your experiences with Sega. So we, I'm, I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about. So this is going to be a very interesting uh, episode of the Sega Launch for, for people listening in. But let's start from the beginning, from the very beginning. You're a massive gamer, massive fan of video games. Would you like to tell us how <laughs> that it all started? So how did you, how was your, your introduction to video games? Which game was your first and things like that? Oh, okay, okay. So uh, I was first introduced to video games, uh, and the, the, the main culprit is my father. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was the one who brought uh, an Atari uh, to my home when I was uh, four years old. It, uh, it wasn't actually an Atari 2600, as most kids uh, at the time had, mm -hmm. but mine was a clone system. These this clone systems, they were very popular in Brazil. Uh, the distribution of video games uh, didn't exist back in the day, so it was like a, a, it was a crazy market in which companies, uh, Brazilian companies and companies from abroad, uh, they started to sell clones, uh, clone systems from Atari. So I had this clone from a Brazilian company called uh, CCE, and it was a small red uh, clone uh, system of the Atari. And the first game that I had, the first game that I, I recall playing with my father was Demon Attack. And it's not a suggestive game for a small kid, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> at least at least the name, there is a, the name is terrible. <laughs> but it, it, was a, it was one of those shooters uh, uh, that were very popular back in the day because of Space Invaders and all of, all of those games. Uh, but I had uh, had some some happy times with my 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 Atari clone, and I played a lot with my father. I was a only child back in the day, uh, and uh, I used to play a lot of video games, so Pitfall, River Hate, Enduro, and other popular Atari games on on this system. But it didn't took long. Uh, until I heard about the Sega Master System. And oh. it was crazy because uh, two weeks ago I was writing, uh, I was writing a text uh, for a book that will be launched here in Brazil. I was invited to write my story uh, with the Master System and I wrote that, the, that video games were something magical for me when I saw them happening uh, uh, right off over my eyes uh, uh, with the, the Atari. But when I heard and I, when I saw the first things about uh, the Master System, it was like a revolution, you know, because it was, it was the, 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 the video games entertainment, but taken seriously, you know, the colors, the graphics, mm -hmm. 
the, what the, the system was capable of. So uh, it was something that uh, uh, gave me uh, a lot of happiness and, and I didn't even have the system by, by that time. I was just uh, uh, reading uh, news and information on magazines and my my cousins they were the first ones who got their their master system the first model from Tectoy. Tectoy is a very yeah. famous partner of of uh, of Sega here in Brazil. Yeah. So <laughs> still so keeping the, the Sega their... name alive, right? Uh, to this day. Yeah, Tectoy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. We're we're going to mention them uh, more in this show, but. Uh, so my my cousins they 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 got their hands on a master system. I started to play the, the system with them, but I had to wait until Christmas to to have my system. And, and when I got mine, I got the master system one set from Tectoy, which was the one who came with the the light phaser and two controllers and everything that we could have uh, at the time. So it was nice. a great system. And because of that, because of that, because of that story of uh, of living with the master system at my place, I also also had the opportunity to play with my father and get to know uh, games like Safari Hunt and and, and Hang On Hang On. We they, they, both games were uh, built in the system, so I, I used it to play a lot with my father, and I was breathing. Sega in the master system with so many games and one thing that I used it to do with my my one of my cousins was to play with those matchbox cars you remember those mm-hmm. like metal cars and we we not only played with those cars like uh, taking the cars to for for a ride you know we we used it to come up with stories and we ourselves were characters so I could invent a story about a character that I would like to be and my my cousin he he used it to pretend he was like a, a farmer because he had these trucks and etc. But my story as a eight year old eight years old kid was that I was the owner of Sega, so I had these fancy cars and I used it to drive between <laughs> this place and the other place, and I was this big 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 uh, uh, manager of Sega. So I I was fantasizing. <laughs> that I was uh, the owner of Sega because I wanted to come up with ideas to create video games. So, <laughs> in my mind, I uh, think, uh, my, my my experience with Sega started with uh, seven, when I was seven or eight years old. So, and I started big. I was the CEO. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, even to this day, even to this day, when some someone asks me. Uh, Hey Renato, when did you first start to working with Sega? And I say, well, it, I, I believe it was, I was seven or eight, and I was the CEO. <laughs> <laughs> but this, uh, <laughs> ah, this is a amazing. fabulous, uh, an amazing memory that I have. You know, I I ah. I, I keep this uh, very close to my heart because it was back then that uh, all this love started for sure. Mm-hmm. And when I first started to work with Sega, like the real deal. Well, when I remember that story, I cried a lot. It was very an emotional time for me. <laughs> awesome, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, funny for me because in in Europe, especially in certain parts of Europe, in Portugal, where I'm from, mm-hmm. is certainly one of those. Sega was 
amazing was big here so uh by mm-hmm. the time we we got the mega drive there was nothing else mm-hmm. basically so mm-hmm. you basically couldn't find uh that many people with nintendo consoles it it was all about sega okay uh, but mm-hmm. I, I know that Brazil it took that to another level, a whole new level, because you guys had Tech Toy, which uh, mm-hmm. made the, 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 the consoles themselves, right? So they were produced in Brazil, uh, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So do you think mm-hmm. that was part of the reason why Sega was so successful in Brazil? Were there any other factors involved, in your opinion? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh Tectoy, uh, they were pretty lucky. Uh, not it, it. It wasn't only lucky. They were on capable hands uh, back in the day, and they managed to secure an amazing deal with Sega of Japan. And they had this uh, this uh, this front of the business that was dedicated to to not only bring the games and maybe localize some of the games and to represent Sega and do like a consulting, but they, they, they were like a 360 degrees agency for, for, for Sega. You know, they, they did marketing, they did PR, they did business development. So everything that a, a, a client could dream of back in the day, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, it, was something, uh, it was something very, very good. And it was the main business uh, for Tectoy. They started, if, if I'm not wrong, they started with uh, uh, representing the a toy, which was, I believe it was the, produced or maybe distributed by Sega in Japan and other territories. Do you remember the Zillion uh, pistol? Mm-hmm. You, the, there's this anime uh, slash uh, cartoon uh, uh, in Japan, very popular, Zillion. And yeah. I believe it was Sega uh, who produced uh, this this toy, and they first signed to distribute Zillion, that Zillion pistol toy in Brazil, and then from there they started to to work together uh, with in, in the video games business, you know. And the Master System was the the first uh, the first thing that I, that they brought, uh, and we didn't have any sort of. Uh, connection with the Sega Mark III or, or maybe Sega uh, SG-1000, nothing like that. So we, we, we were part of the, well, the Western package, uh, so we, we had the master system and since then uh, Tectoy knew how to, to take advantage of, uh, of this partnership and they created several products and several versions of the master system. So the first version was the one uh, with uh, Hang On and Safari Hunt and the light phaser and the 3D goggles uh, and everything uh, packed in a set. The second version was an amazing success because uh, it brought uh, Alex Kidd as a built-in game. So mm-hmm. they were they were dominating the market not only because of the of the the successful model that they found and that they were that they brilliantly executed but also because they they, they didn't have a, 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 an official competition from Nintendo so Nintendo back in the day they didn't have an official representation here and and it's funny because. Uh, Several companies from Brazil also had their clone systems from the NES, you know, so the NES was uh, was not popular as an official console, 
But people knew Nintendo games because of co of clone systems, yeah. <laughs> like the, the Phantom. The Phantom system was a very popular one, but there there were many there were many others, you know. Uh, but it was some sort of a, 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 an ideal environment in which uh, Tectoy could uh, develop more and more and more, you know. Yeah, yeah, they they, they could thrive with with Sega products, and the market mm -hmm. was ripe. Yeah, at the time, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So you you yes. mentioned the master system. Um, did you? What, what's what's what was next from there? Did you go to to the Mega Drive, Saturn, and so on, or how did did yes. it go for you? Yeah, I I, I this is an inter interesting story. I I was uh, already already following the good path of Sega. <laughs> <laughs> And when the, the time uh, the time was right, I I did uh, jump the jumps the generation, and I I sold. I back in the day it was very common, and uh, due to, to the situation of Brazil, which uh, it's uh, uh, very complicated because the prices are very high for video games and technology products. Uh, I had to sell my master system with all the cartridges and all the accessories uh, to a store who, and then use that money as credit to buy the Mega mm -hmm. Drive. Yeah. And it was very, very funny because uh, the Mega Drive uh, that they had to sell was the Japanese one because the consoles back in the day, the, the, I got the, the Mega Drive before Tectoy uh, even selling the, 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 the console in the country. So I got my Japanese uh, uh, Mega Drive because it was imported from Paraguay. So this, the, this store in my city, which was a very small city in the countryside of uh, Sao Paulo, uh, they were importing Mega Drives because it's super hot. <laughs> they were importing yeah. from Paraguay. <laughs> and the models that they had there was the were the Japanese models. And... It was funny because my my cousins they 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 were always uh, ahead of me, and they had an important imported uh, uh, Sega Genesis, and when I got my my Mega Drive uh, on, on the Christmas night, I was uh, craving to get over with the with the party to go home, install the the console, and play the games. But I was very disappointed because I couldn't play the Genesis games on the Japanese version of the console. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it, there, there was yeah. a, a lock, a physical lock. I it wasn't was even uh, thinking about that. I was just, yeah, okay, you got a, a Japanese Mega Drive. That's cool. I didn't even think of the regional. Yes, lock. my father, obviously, they did. My father, obviously, he, he, he didn't know about that, you know, he... he his family, uh, he, he was familiar with video games, just uh, as a thing that you put the cartridge on, turn the turn on the, the video game, starts playing, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> so when we got home, it was uh, late in the night, uh, and I couldn't sleep because I was so disappointed. <laughs> and I, I and I got I got a copy uh, of a game. Uh, from my cousins, they, 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 they. I wanted to borrow uh, a game from them, but they didn't want to give me Sonic because Sonic was uh, 
super, super, super uh, uh, hot. <laughs> and they, 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 they told me, hey, we are not going to give you Sonic. So instead, uh, you can take Batman. Do you remember the first Batman game? Yeah. So they gave me the game and, and I couldn't play because of the, the lock, the physical lock. So I was crying. I was uh, uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't understand why. So what my father did, and this is amazing, I love my father because of that. He called a friend of his who was a technician of uh, televisions, so a TV, a TV technician, a guy specialized in fixing old TVs, and we took the system to this guy's place, and he removed the lock. So he fixed oh. the video game. Yeah, he opened the video game, and he fixed the problem uh, in the middle of the night. Do you believe that? Can you believe oh, that? Oh, sa same amazing. night? Same wow. night. Same night. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and, the, and the, the, this guy was a very, very close friend of my father, you know, and he was uh, partying. So it was Christmas night. So he was with his family partying. He was kind of drunk, you know, but uh, and he said, <laughs> okay, bring the, bring the system to me. I'll take a look. And I, I remember uh, uh, that, uh, that I, I, I was very happy that I could maybe try to fix this. And then the guy, he opened the system. He saw what the problem was. He fixed it. Uh, it was like a physical solution. And we, mm -hmm. we brought the console back uh, to my place. And when I first started the, the, the game, I was I was crazy, man. I was playing that as that there's no there's no tomorrow, you know. I I, I was playing. I, I started to play, and I only remembered this uh, uh, turning the system off because it was uh, daylight was starting to appear uh, <laughs> in my window. <laughs> and yeah. uh, but my father, my father, he wanted me to be happy with the the system. He knew how important that was to me. And because of that, I have very fond memories of, uh, of the first Batman game on the system. Because it's a good game, with yeah. decent, very decent gameplay, mm -hmm. great soundtrack, but it's more special because of that, you know? Yeah, and more of the, the story behind it, right? Your experience. Yes, yes. yes. Oh. And I had the opportunity to, to, to tell this same story in a, in a book here in Brazil, uh, there's this uh, uh, publishing company. Uh, they are specialized in video games, uh, uh, video games books, and they have this collection uh, in which they cover every system uh, uh, available, uh, popular systems. I mean, and mm -hmm. when they they started to write about the the Mega Drive and the Sega Genesis, I was invited to write the the. Uh, this story as part of the book, you know, so it was yeah. very, very nice. It's a very uh, nice story. <laughs> you didn't sleep no, it, at all it, that it, night. It's not but... over. It's, it's, it's not over. Oh. This story gets better. <laughs> There's more. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So we, we jump a few years, uh, uh, maybe a year or two years, I don't recall, but uh, I was very passionate uh, uh, about my Mega Drive. I've played uh, classics and more classics. I remember being like frozen in enchantment when I first saw Sonic 2, which is my favorite game ever. Mm -hmm. uh, and I spent countless hours playing 
Fantasy Star and Streets of Rage 2, which is my second uh, favorite game ever. <laughs> and yeah. but uh, uh, at certain point, I was uh, a, a very a very passionate kid kid, and I loved arcades. I was visiting arcades like in a daily basis after school. I spent quarters and quarters every day. And then one day I saw a game called a little game called Street Fighter 2. And that oh. game changed my life. It was amazing. I was spending every day playing at least a, a, a quarter or and playing a lot of uh, Street Fighter on the arcade, you know. And it was very disappointing to me when I heard that uh, the Super Nintendo was going to get a version, uh, a port of Street Fighter 2, and that the mm -hmm. Mega Drive, the Genesis... Uh, the Genesis and Mega yeah. Drive owners uh, <laughs> couldn't play the game at home, you know, so it was very, very yeah. disappointed. But I was completely insane with Street Fighter 2. I was uh, going crazy and, and I decided to make this <sighs> awful move <laughs> and oh, I no. asked my father to, se to sell my Mega Drive and get a Super oh, Nintendo no. because of Street Fighter no. 2. <laughs> I have a feeling you're not the only one that did that at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but it, it, it's not over yet. <laughs> so <laughs> what we did uh, was to take the system back to the, to the same shop. It was the only shop, uh, the only shop selling video games in, this, in that city. And we offered the Mega Drive back to the, to the owner of the shop. And we paid... Uh, uh, some money to get the Super Nintendo uh, and Street Fighter 2. So it was something that I was, I had very mixed feelings, you know. <laughs> I felt a lot that I was doing the right thing because at, at the moment, but I knew that I was going to f regret later, you know. <laughs> and I, I didn't know it was going to be so fast because I was, uh, <laughs> I, I had the Super Nintendo, I was playing a lot of Street Fighter every single day. And then I was uh, I was traveling with my parents. Uh, uh, we went to visit my grand my grandfather and grandmother in another city, which is a big city. Uh, and uh, we were visiting a mall with them. And then I was uh, I was uh, checking the newsstand uh, uh, on that on that mall and looking for new magazines, video game magazines. I used, it, I used it to buy a lot of video games magazines back in the day. And then I read Street Fighter is real on the Mega Drive. And I also, <laughs> I almost had a heart attack, you know. <laughs> and, I, I, and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. Oh my God, I made a mistake. I made a huge mistake. Oh my God, what I'm going to do? How I'm going to explain this to my father? Oh my God, oh my God. So then I, I spent like a week preparing the story to my father, you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then uh, when I was ready, I told him about the situation. And then my, my, my super amazing father came to me <laughs> with my Super Nintendo and Street Fighter 2 back to the shop to see if we could uh, get the Mega Drive back. But here's the best part. At that time, Tectoy already released their version of the Mega Drive. 
Oh. And everybody wanted the, the tech toy version because it was it was the one with the most support, you know. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted a Japanese Mega Drive because of the of the the cartridges, and they didn't know that I had unlocked that system. I didn't tell mm-hmm. that to the shop, so the shop had my console there. They didn't sell my co- my console. It was there at their storage. So I managed to get my own console back, my Japanese version. You oh, know? that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wanted it because it was region locked, but it wasn't. Uh-huh. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. So I managed to, to, to get my system back. The guy was mm. super friendly. Uh, he returned the money that we, 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 that we put to get the Super Nintendo. And then I got that money and I told my father, let's wait for Street Fighter 2 to come out on the on the Mega Drive. But amazingly enough, I never bought Street Fighter 2 for the Mega Drive. Not until <laughs> recent years. Yeah, because I had to wait. So I was waiting for Street Fighter 2 in the logical way, playing on the arcades. So yeah. I played a lot, but other games came out. Other games uh, took uh, the, the the place that Street Fighter uh, Two uh, had in my mind. I started yeah. to play like like the King of Fighters, Samurai mm-hmm. Showdown, uh, uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, and other. So I never bought Street Fighter Two on the Mega Drive uh, until <laughs> like five years ago because I wanted to have on my collection. Yeah, and and I was. And from from that day on, I was very carefully. I was very careful when approaching my father and my mother to to talk about changing my console. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> from there, I only, I only, I only jumped the generations because there was a reasonable uh, uh, reason for that. So yeah, uh, a few a few years later, I I I, I, I sold. That uh, that the, the cartridges and the, I didn't sell the system. I sold the cartridges, the Mega Drive cartridges. Some mm-hmm. that I that I really liked, I kept. But some I've sold. I, I sold a separate controller, the, the three button controllers. I only uh, kept the six button ones. And then I I got the Sega Saturn, and I was uh, one of those kids, like uh, one of this, those preacher kids, you know, everybody knew those kids, like the ones preaching about how the Saturn was the better choice over the PlayStation, etc., yeah, etc. Yeah. <laughs> I was one of those kids, you know, I, I was an adolescent, uh, I wasn't like a small child anymore, uh, I was a teenager. Uh, and I, I was, I freaking loved the Saturn, you know, I, I, I mm-hmm. Do you remember that whole uh, Mega Drive attitude, the bad boy attitude that Sega used yeah. to have? I thought that the Sega Saturn was like an evolution of that, you know? So mm-hmm. the design of the console, the design of the controllers, the, the, the games that the, the system was uh, releasing, uh, I, I saw that you have this beautiful shirt uh, of Sega Rally. That's the Sega Rally 2, right? But Sega Rally was an amazing game, which I played a lot, a lot. And so I was very, very happy with my Saturn. I was very, very sad when I heard the news about uh, uh, the, the life of the console come, coming to an end. 
And of course, I was uh, among the front line of fans uh, waiting for the Dreamcast, and <laughs> and I, I I got my Dreamcast. I, I think I was one of the first kids to have a Dreamcast uh, uh, here in in Brazil because I, I I got the console really 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 early. When Tech Toys started to sell, I was one of the first to buy. You know. Uh, mm -hmm. So I completed the full cycle of, yeah. uh, of Sega consoles. I didn't have a Game Gear because uh, my brother, he was the one uh, really passionate about uh, uh, portable gaming. You know? So he had a, a Game Boy, then he uh, swapped for a Game Boy Color, then the GBA, and etc., etc., etc. So and then. My my father only only uh, gave us permission to have one portable system, and it was uh, my brother's call to to what uh, he wanted, you know. Yeah. So your younger brother then, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, when it comes to portable consoles, to handheld consoles, um, the Game Gear never had never really had a chance against the Game Boy, right? Uh, even though it was yes. in some in some regards superior, but you know it was just there was yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, uh, the massive distribution of the Game Boy and how it was already established. Yeah, yeah, I think Tectoy did a did a good job uh, when it comes to promoting the, the the Game Gear and supporting with the cartridges and the games and the accessories, but it was really really expensive. You know, it was. Mm -hmm. It was difficult to explain a father or a mother that a portable system would cost as much as a console, a yeah. regular console, you know. And there was and then the batteries thing. as well. Uh, yeah, the batteries. The battery uh, aspect of the system was uh, a heavy heater, you know. Uh, I remember that people, the kids that got the system, also complained a lot about the the batteries and and well. It, Tectoy did what they could have done back in the day. Uh, the system had a certain penetration in the market, but uh, in the end, uh, the Game Boy was more success successful. Uh, uh, they had, by that time, uh, Playtronic, uh, a company called Playtronic, was representing Nintendo here, so they did have official support they also yeah, had a yeah. great uh, a great extra structure to bring the games it yeah. was a different story you know yeah so yeah. it makes uh, sense it uh, makes sense yeah yes and mm -hmm. well we've never but, heard about the nomad back in the day as well so yeah <laughs> i didn't bring the nomad <laughs> which which is actually kind of kind of weird because you guys had uh everything and more so it would make sense that the you know tech toy would bring up some kind of nomad uh, clone or maybe you know official because they were official products official licensed Sega products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe mm -hmm. the, like a, a Brazilian nomad or something like that. That that's a shame. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, several years later, like uh, ten years ago or maybe five years ago, they Tectoy did uh, uh, come up with a portable Mega Drive system, but it was nothing like the Nomad, you know, it was something that uh, you could, you can... With uh, built-in games. A, it's, 
yeah, built-in games, and they have a Master System version as well, but it's nothing like the Nomad, you know, you can't, mm -hmm. I believe you can't uh, plug the, the, the system in a TV, just like the Nomad, uh, and yeah. you don't have the cartridge uh, slots, it's something mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. different, you know, but it's kind of, kind of a successor, you know, a spiritual successor, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so those are your your history with Sega as as a kid is is amazing is amazing. So thank you very much for sharing <laughs> that. For sharing, that's awesome. <laughs> so if if I had to tell you, you already mentioned Sonic Two and Streets of Rage Two as your favorite games of all time, mm -hmm. right? Okay, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. let's let's you know do a different thing. Let's think about, so those are both Mega Drive games. Let's think about the Saturn and the Dreamcast. If you had to choose like one or two from each system, which ones would you say are your favorite? And, and even the Master System oh. as well. Let's go with that. Let's say you could pick like three, one from each system, Master System, Saturn, and Dreamcast. Could you do it? Okay, okay. Great question. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my my favorite Master System uh, game is Fantasy Star for sure, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, first, the first reason is that Fantasy Star was the first ever video game RPG ever uh, translated uh, uh, to Brazilian Portuguese. So this was a marvelous, a phenomenal job uh, uh, from uh, by Tectoy. They 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 brought the game uh, with. Uh, considerable or reasonable delay from the original launch, but because they uh, they, localized it, uh, they localized the game completely, you know, and it was the first game, the first RPG ever localized in Brazilian Portuguese, you know, so uh, the RPG was very new uh, in general in Brazil. We obviously, we had some uh, some pen and paper RPG. The, it was kind of popular in small, small circles, but it the RPGs they were for uh, grown-up kids, you know, for for teenagers, not kids, mm -hmm. not small kids like I was. So uh, when Tectoy brought Fantasy Star, they had two selling points, uh, communication-wise. The first one was about the game being an RPG which was a very, uh, a brand new genre for video games. Uh, we were a country that didn't have access uh, to NES RPGs, you know, so Fantasy Star was the first one. And they were promoting that as a, a, a very different and unique genre, you know. So they, they, I remember an advertising piece in which they say that the game has hours, countless hours of fun countless hours of adventures, countless hours of challenges, you know, uh, and not because the game is difficult, but because it has a lot of story, you know, so so that was very, uh, very uh, interesting to learn mm -hmm. about, and the second was the fact that this was one of the first games localized to our language, and I mean, yeah. in general, in general. You yeah, know, not just an uh, RPG. You, yes. So we we've played uh, other titles like Shinobi or Alex Kid in Miracle World and etc. And all of those games they were uh, they were in English. We they, the best part was the uh, that was that uh, Tectoy did localize the the manuals and the the, the cover art uh, the cover of the game and the back cover of the game. 
And, but in terms of localization, it was brand new. It was something that uh, that that was uh, was big. It was very big. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, in addition to that, uh, it was special because uh, I played this game uh, with my cousins. You know, we it was a, a shared uh, experience. So. We were uh, swapping the controller, so everybody uh, had a turn and a battle. We wanted to uh, to share this experience, and one thing that we did, and a lot of kids also done, we 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 had someone uh, holding a, a, a pen and some and some sheets of paper Drawing to draw the, the draw to draw the maps. Yeah, so it was amazing <laughs> because. Uh, someone was like looking uh, at the TV. Someone was playing, uh, giving instructions to the other who was drawing the 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 the, the dungeons. Yeah, the dungeon map. Yeah. So it, map, it, yeah. So it was fantastic. It was an experience like no other. You know, it was the 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 a shared uh, moment of happiness. You know, and we mm-hmm. we we spent like days days to beat that game and when when we finally done it was uh, it was as an amazing uh, as uh, winning the world cup in 1994 <laughs> <you know? laughs> we we were celebrating and screaming which, which, which and brazil wow. did as well so <laughs> yes 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 uh, no i'm i'm comparing those because uh, it was real you know the experience the enjoyment was almost like the same you know <laughs> yeah, awesome. So, awesome. so, so for the Master really, really System, great. Fantasy Star for sure, hands yes, down. Yes, yes. Well, the the, the Saturn, it's uh, it's kind of a hard question because uh, uh, I've been living like uh, I can't separate the Saturn into phases, you know, to two different phases in my life because there was the original phase when I got the when I first got the console, but. There is this new phase when I hit rediscovered the the system, uh, when I was a co- already a collector, you know, uh, in my ad- adult life because I started to import games from Japan, and mm-hmm. but uh, my 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 favorite game of the of the of the system uh, must be Guardian Heroes. Okay. Guardian Heroes is one of the games that I most uh, that I had the most fun with. It was a, a game that I've played a lot with my brother, and I loved that this game had this huge replay value. And uh, at that time, we used it to go to rental rental shops. Like uh, uh, they were very popular, so you could rent the games uh, like Blockbuster used it to do in several countries. You know. Uh, so we could rent games, uh, uh, and one of the games that I that I was always renting and and from the shop uh, was uh, Guardian Heroes. I freaking love the story, the characters, the combo system, uh, and and it was one of the game one of the games that I that I that I managed to convince my brother to play with me because as I told you, he was a Game Boy fan. He wanted to play <laughs> alone with his system. And, and Guardian Heroes was uh, 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 one of the games that uh, uh, helped to build this bond with my brother, you know. Mm-hmm. And for the Dreamcast, 
There's no other answer. It's Shane Boo. <laughs> okay, good man. Good Shane man. Shane Boo was. <laughs> Shane Boo was. Uh, it when I first heard about Shane Boo, when I first read about Shane Boo, actually on magazines, when I first uh, uh, under, understood uh, the how big that game was, uh, the scale, and what the, that game was bringing to the table, and how it was moving the industry forward, I couldn't believe, you know. I can, I can honestly tell you, uh, I was kind of... Uh, it was difficult to believe that the game would deliver what it was promising, you know. Uh, did did you faith, actually... Were you actually able to understand from... Because I, I had heard of Shenmue uh, from... I had read about it. I not really heard mm -hmm. so much, but read about it. Uh, but I never really fully understood what Shenmue was supposed to be doing and the scope of everything and how, as you said, it was supposed to move the industry forward. I never really fully understood it until I played the game. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I the, really, really, it, it blew my mind. Because I, 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 my expectations weren't that high. Because I, I, I really <clears throat> didn't get exactly how uh, amazing the 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 original idea Yu Suzuki's plan was for the game. So it was yeah, only when I, I played it that I realized what it, it was supposed to be. Yeah, for me it was a bit different because. Uh, I was uh, I had a subscription for a, mag a video games magazine and I also bought an, another one the competitor uh, and and the magazines uh, the editors who managed to to be at the tree and other events and and to learn more from Japanese uh, uh, video game magazines they made a big deal out of it you know do you do you remember mm -hmm. the, those early 2000s, uh, 2005, 2010 conversations about oh the video games industry is is getting bigger than Hollywood? Do you remember those, yeah. those conversations? <laughs> yeah. I first heard about I first heard about those conversations with Shamu. Mm -hmm. So when when the the magazine started to cover that game here in Brazil, they 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 they, they started to compare the scale of this project because of the budget, especially, uh, to Hollywood movies, you know? So it was then that I first heard this concept of the video games are going to get bigger than movies, you know? So mm -hmm. uh, I have one, a magazine with, uh, which brings uh, uh, some quotes from Yu Suzuki. And I remember that I was super impressed. And I, I obviously, I, I knew who... He was because of his uh, story with the arcades and very popular IPs and etc. But I, I, I was uh, uh, going crazy with the expe uh, expectation, you know. And, mm -hmm. and when the, the game came out, uh, I was the first, uh, the first one to rent it on the on the rental shop. I didn't buy the game because it was very hard to find. Uh, uh, I couldn't find easily. And and it was simply great, you know, to witness the the open world like uh, uh, environments, uh, uh, the 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 way you could interact with characters, uh, uh, the possibilities that the game uh, brought, 
the the uh, quick time events, uh, mm -hmm. everything that the game had to offer was very very fulfilling and surprising as well. I yeah. freaking loved the soundtrack. You know, oh, I, I I I believe I had this. Uh, special sensibility when it when it comes to video games music you know because everybody loves me video video games music but i i wanted i i, I, I like it to appreciate it you know not only when i was uh, uh active playing sometimes i wanted i wanted to turn the game on to listen to the score you know so uh yeah. it was Great! It was an amazing experience, and, and I think the whole package. No, no one, no one really, you know, people who never <clears throat> experienced the game back then, uh, fully understand what it was like to be a gamer back then and experience mm -hmm. Shenmue for the first time. The whole, the full mm -hmm. package of graphics, gameplay, story, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. realism in, in terms of, for example, weather, the, the whole concept of the, the free uh, system, like the full reactive eyes entertainment or free genre, mm -hmm. which was supposed mm -hmm. to be a new, a new genre of games, and, and the soundtrack. Everything put together was just simply amazing. So I, I don't think people... Yes are able to fully understand what that was at the time if they just play the game yes. for the first time now, out of context. Yes. Yes. And, it, and yeah. it's, it's so very special. Uh, and uh, later on, I managed to get a copy of the game. Uh, I have it until now. And now I have the blessing of Yu Suzuki himself. I have his autograph on that okay. edition. <laughs> <laughs> so... Awesome. Yeah, and it was very, very nice to revisit the game in several different times of my life, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, growing up and, 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 and getting older with the game. I, I recall playing, playing it several times in several different periods of my life. And recently, when, the, when Sega released the collection uh, before Shenmue 3, I I also had to sit and play again uh, until until the end, and it was great. You know, it, I, I think it's one of those games that uh, from from five years uh, like uh, five years from now I'm going to play again. Then five years from there I'm going to play again. So <laughs> you know. yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. <laughs> awesome. It's very okay. very special. Yeah. Khanat, we'll have to take a quick break here. Uh, I could talk to you for days, uh, I'll be honest, uh, we'll, but we'll have to take <laughs> a quick break because I have a surprise for you when we come back. So, Oh, nice. Oh, I like nice. surprises. <laughs> oh, do you now? <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> Looking for something perfect to give to that special someone in your life? A gift that says, thank you, I love you, or simply, you smell of farts, you dirty pig. Rapmaster is proud to announce Random Presents, patent pending. Our Random Presents, patent pending, are your safest bet when you need a gift. Choose from a variety of sizes, colors and wrapping papers. The best part? You won't even know what you're getting. 
Gone are the days of worrying too much about choosing the perfect gift. With random presents, patent pending, from Rapmaster, it's a surprise for both the recipient and you. There's a good chance Rapmaster's random presents, patent pending, are perfect for anniversaries, engagements, breakups, funerals, and really bad gas problems. Rapmaster's random presents, patent pending, the safest choice, probably. Welcome back, Renato. Welcome back to the Segal Hour. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, you, you said you like surprises, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. So every time someone comes on the show, there's something called the Sega Lounge Challenge. Now that you know our guests, it's time to put them to the test. It's the moment we've waited for and the moment they dread. Welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. <laughs> That's Whoa. my surprise. <laughs> okay, okay. So the Sega Launch Challenge can can be anything I want. No, 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 no! I'm afraid. <laughs> no, no. You said you like surprises, so no turning back. Uh, you said you like them. Okay. So, yeah, you're gonna like this, uh, or maybe not. Okay. So I think I think the, <laughs> I the, hope, the right. I, I hope this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I hope this challenge is not as scary as the the Sega test. I, I, <laughs> I, I recently took the Sega test uh, last yeah. December and it's, whoa, oh boy, that was a challenge. <laughs> okay, I don't <laughs> but know. But I got I approved. Know. I got approved. I got awesome. Approved. <laughs> I hope you get approved as well. What I have for you is what I call the ultimate uh, Sega fan challenge. So you're oh a massive God. Sega fan. W what this consists of is 10 uh, questions. Although some are not questions okay. exactly, I'll explain. You can get up to 20 mm -hmm. points. That's your maximum Ooh. score here, 20 points. Okay. Uh, okay. But it depends on the choices you make throughout the challenge, okay? So I'll explain, as we, I'll explain as we go along. So let's start with okay. number one. Number one is a question. So here's where things mm. get interesting. You can choose bet mm -hmm. between an easy or hard question. For an easy question, you get... One point for a correct answer, but you get two points if you get a hard question right. So that's why it yeah. varies. Uh, you can start mm -hmm. with an easy or hard, it depends. So it's up to you. <clears throat> oh my God. <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> Easy let's for start. one point, hard for two. No, okay, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's start with the easy one, because uh, with so much pressure, the easy one might be a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> you are a smart man. People usually start with the hard ones, and they regret it. So start, oh. start, start slow. That's, that's a, good, a good idea. Okay, yeah. so, yeah. so uh, let's go with, with this. This is probably very easy for you, but okay. Hmm. Uh, upon starting a game of Space Harrier, are you familiar with Space Harrier? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So sure. upon starting a game of Space Harrier, you you press start, you start a game. What words are you greeted with? What words do you hear when you start a new game of Space oh. Harrier? Yeah, there is this uh, 
there's the narrator narrator and when you press start you have him saying welcome to the fantasy zone is that your final answer are you sure mm. yeah and then he <laughs> says get ready because you have to get ready so no doubt for sure Welcome well, to the I fantasy recall, zone, get ready. What, yeah, this is what I recall when you start speech area. <laughs> and you are correct, yes. Welcome to the fantasy oh zone, get God. ready. <laughs> One point. Oh my God. Oh my well God. done, well done. <laughs> okay, okay, that's one done. So number two is not a question. Number two is where okay. things get interesting. Because, you know, true Sega fans, and you talk... You you told us about music and your love for video game music and how you like to enjoy mm -hmm. video game music. So a true Sega fan mm -hmm. also knows Sega music well. And so mm -hmm. number two is a piece of Sega music, ten, a 10 second long clip. Mm -hmm. And what I need you to do is to tell me which game it's from and okay. also the name of the song or the name of the stage it plays in or where it plays in the game, okay? So one point for the game, one point for the song itself. Got it? Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah? Okay, mm -hmm. so let's take a listen to our first song of the challenge. Okay, that's from Alex Kidd in Miracle World. Uh, mm -hmm. If I recall, it's when you drop in the water, the water level. Uh, I think I think that's it. Oh my god! <laughs> Are you sure? You have to be sure. This is like a life uh, or death matter. It's not, okay. <laughs> okay, let's let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> the water level Alex Kidding in Miracle World. Okay. So that's your answer. Water level in yes. Alex Kid in Miracle World. Your answer. Yes. Let's start with the song. So this is indeed a water level. So one mm -hmm. point. One point. Good job. The song is called mm -hmm. Swimming. Or someone mm -hmm. called it Swimming. So yeah. Mm -hmm. The thing is, it's, this is from the Alex Kidd series, indeed, mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. Renato, mm. it is from Alex Kidd in Miracle World, of course it is. Oh my, my god, as well. oh, you're so cruel, <laughs> oh my god, you can be really cruel with this mystery, oh my god. <laughs> That's part of this the challenge. Is a, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a Three very, points. very important game to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you that your goal here is to get at least 10 points. So you, you've got three oh, okay. already. Three already, which is awesome. Okay. You haven't uh, okay. uh, I, answered anything I, wrong so far. Awesome. I, I, have, I, I, I hope my, my Sega... My, my Sega certificate helps me. <laughs> yes, yes, it should. 
Okay, number three is another question. So easy or hard? Easy for one point, hard for two. Okay, let's try the hard one. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, let's try the hard one. Oh my God. Okay, okay. So <laughs> let's go with a, a hard question. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm oh sorry. Oh my God. I'm sorry. So you, you love Streets of Rage 2, right? I do. I do. I actually do. Okay. So your hard question is, in stage four of Streets of Rage 2, mm -hmm. the baseball stadium level, mm -hmm. which of the following options is a sentence that you can see in the background? So you're playing the game. And in the background, mm -hmm. you can see some sentences like graffiti on the wall or something. So, which of the oh following is, a, is, is one of those sentences you can see on the background? So, option A, it's like boo. Option B, okay. Dodgers forever. So, like four, number four, EVA, forever. Mm -hmm. Option C, play ball. So option A, it's like boo, exclamation mark. Mm -hmm. Option B, mm -hmm. Dodgers forever. Option mm -hmm. C, play ball, exclamation mark. It's option A, because it's very unusual. It's an unusual sentence. Uh, I recall that. It's a very unusual sentence. I, I, I To this day, I, I wonder what the hell they were trying to... <laughs> to uh, to messages with that with that uh, sign uh, message, you know. <laughs> I, I I was I was thinking you were going to ask about the like the publicity signs. There's some Sega boards and stuff, but it's like boo. Option A. It's like boo. Yeah, you, you think that's that's the thing on you know in yeah. that stage of Streets of Rage two. Yeah. Yes, because it's very very odd. I remember that it's very very odd. Okay. I, I'm going to tell you something before I tell you if the, if the answer is right or wrong. Uh, there's a, there are two sentences. There are two, like, graffitis that you can see. Mm -hmm. One of them says, do, exclamation mark, baseball, mm -hmm. exclamation mark. So, do, baseball. Mm -hmm. That's, that's mm -hmm. one of them. Mm -hmm. You say the other one is, it's like boo. It's like boo. Yeah. It's like boo. Final answer. Final answer. Hit me. For two points. <laughs> for two points. Do baseball. It's like boo. It's correct. Yes. Amazing. Well yes. done. Yes. Five points so far. Awesome. Halfway there. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Yes. Okay. You're doing fine. So let's do another song. Okay. One okay. point for the game. One point for the stage or song itself. Ready? Okay, let's do this. Yeah? Yes. Let's take a listen. Ooh. Ooh. Can, can you play it again, please? I One can, I can. Let's take a listen. I'm I'm pretty sure it is a Sonic game. 
I 100% that it's a Sony game, but I, oh my god. Uh, Question is which one, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it's a Sonic game, but if if it is a Sonic game, which one? Yeah, no, no, that that I am sure. I'm sure it's a Sonic game. Okay. Uh, I don't know why, but I'm I'm leaning towards Sonic R. Sonic mm. R. And where do you think th this plays in, in Sonic R? No, 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 no. Actually, actually, I, I think this might be from the bonus stage, the 3D bonus stage uh, from... Oh my god. When you when you get the big the big ring on Sonic Mania, you the you know the the the, the bonus level that, that is inspired on Sonic CG, if I recall. The the the, the, the emerald stages? The UFO yes, yes. chase. Yes, yes, the UFO, yeah. Well let's go with that. The UFO stage uh, uh, OST from, from Sonic, Sonic Mania. Mania. Okay, so you went from Sonic yes. R to Sonic Mania in a few seconds. Yeah, yeah. Sonic R, it's, uh, uh, I don't recall that much. I didn't play as much of this game. I have the, the, the game in my collection, but I, I didn't play it as much. So it could be Sonic R, and you can't recognize it, maybe. Yes, yes. But you, you, you think Sonic Mania? Yeah. Oh my Final gosh, <laughs> the drama. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go with uh, the the bomb stage, the the UFO stage from from Sonic Mania. Okay. I think so. That's think your I'm answer. Wrong, but okay. Yes. I think you're wrong. I know if I you're right I'm or wrong. wrong. Uh, I okay, have. I know please. the answer. I know the answer, and I will tell you that. Spare me. <laughs> Spare <laughs> me from the misery. <laughs> You are absolutely correct. Yes, it is. Oh Two God. points. That's amazing. Oh That's amazing. Oh it was God. the special stage, the UFO chase stage from uh, Sonic Mania. Well done. Two points. Oh, my God. And that's well, seven. That was a... Wow. That's a relief. <laughs> <laughs> but awesome. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why I did the... the... I had this recollection of uh, a song in, in Sonic Car that has some arrangement that reminds mm -hmm. me of this song. Yeah. After yeah. this, after after the show, uh, I will probably <laughs> hook up <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and check. You'll have to game. go listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> okay, Renat, seven points. Uh, number five is a question. So easy or hard again? Let's go with the with an easy one. Easy one yes. now? Okay, just to yeah, yeah, take yeah. A, Let's a breather. Things. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. Let's go with this one. World of Illusion. Are you familiar with World of Illusion? Yes. 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 I love this game. Me I'm too. I'm trying to introduce this game uh, to, my, to my son to play 
co-op awesome. mode with him. Oh, what a what a, an amazing game to play co-op. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so this this should be a fairly easy question. In World of Illusion, how do Mickey and mm -hmm. Donald attack their enemies? Oh, with their magical capes. Capes, I can. No, capes. Uh, I think it's a, it's cape. Yeah. It's the better translation localization yep. uh, for for the word. Uh, magical mm -hmm. capes. It's a uh, the game has this magical setup, which I think it's amazing. I'm a, 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 a magician myself. I, I'm trying to, to be a magician in my part time, in my, uh, in my <laughs> to to entertain my kid. But yeah, it's a magical cape. And it's correct. One point. Of course it is. Of course. Yeah. It is. Using their capes. Yes, that's it. Well done. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Okay. The tension. Will Renato get our official Sega Lounge seal of approval? Will he be able to get out of the lounge alive? Tune in next week to find out. But yes, he will get out alive. There is no real danger in the Sega Lounge challenge, other than the risk of going crazy with my mind games, that is. Anyway, I'd like to thank Renato for coming on the show, and please join us next week as we learn more about Masamune, Renato's PR and communication company. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to head over to our website, thesegalounge.com, where you can browse through our full list of episodes and even browse them by categories. Don't forget that you can also review this podcast, and if you do it in April, on our Podchaser page, which is podchaser.com slash thesegalounge, you will be helping out people in need. Thank you so, so much for listening. It's been a pleasure to welcome you all to my humble abode. I hope to see you all next time, but until then, stay safe, have fun, and enjoy some Sega games. Bye bye The Sega Lounge. Hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of live shows and podcasts. Theme song and incidental music by OSC. Find them at opusciencecollective.bandcamp.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to podcast at thesegalounge.com. Follow us on Twitter at thesegalounge and like us at facebook.com slash thesegalounge. You can find previous episodes of the show by going to thesegalounge.com and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Mixed on Productions podcast. <laughs>